Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WTOP News. Radar showing some pretty strong winds and rain right now in the Germantown, Wheaton, Glenmont, and Frederick areas. 59 in Georgetown, 60 right now in Bowie. At 559. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. Several breaking stories. Coming up in April, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear arguments over whether Donald Trump can be prosecuted for election interference. Likely no government shutdown expected this weekend after lawmakers strike a deal to buy a little more time. Comedian and actor Richard Lewis has died. Say goodbye to our warm temperatures. The rain and wind accompany a cold front here into the D.C. region. Why FedEx Field will soon bear a new name. I'm Mike Marilla. And on Wall Street, the Dow loses 23. The Nasdaq was down 88. The S&P lost 8. It is 6 o'clock on WTOP. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. The Supreme Court has decided it will weigh in on whether former President Trump should be entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution for his role on January 6th. CBS's Major Garrett tells us this is historic. It is an important constitutional matter, one the court has never had to consider because no former president has ever been prosecuted or in the terms of that prosecution asserted to this highest court in the land that every activity undertaken during a presidency is absolutely immune from any second guessing or criminal prosecution federally. Oral arguments in this case are expected to start in April and wrap up by June, which means there would still be time for a trial before the election if the Justice Department decides to proceed. Shutdown averted today on Capitol Hill. Leaders of the House and Senate say they'll vote on six bills prior to March 8th and another six before March 22nd. Negotiations were fraught with hardline Republicans seeking spending cuts and policy changes. This is lawmakers' struggle to pass a $95 billion bill, including funding for Ukraine and Israel, that's currently stuck in the House. That's CBS's Allison Keyes. The results are in on President Biden's latest physical. CBS's Linda Kenyon reports. The only change from last year is the use of a PAP machine for sleep apnea. The report concludes President Biden is a healthy, active, robust 81-year-old male who remains fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Biden's gotten a lot of flack about his age as he seeks a second term. Age, a factor in 82-year-old Mitch McConnell's decision today to retire from his leadership role in the Senate. One of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. He'll step down after the election, but finish his term. Dry conditions are fueling dangerous wildfires in Texas, where firefighters have fanned out across the panhandle. CBS's Dave Malkoff is there. They have bulldozers on the south flank of this fire. They are trying to cut a fire line. What that means is they are trying to get every bit of vegetation, every bit of anything that can burn out of the way with those bulldozers and cut a fire line right down to the mineral soil right there because dirt can't burn. Comedian and actor Richard Lewis has died at 76. His career spanned decades, but he was best known recently for his role on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You never call me. You always pick the restaurant. What, what are you? Are we married? I don't. I don't understand. Am I dating you? You hate people. Your wardrobe sucks. So what? Lewis suffered a heart attack last night in Los Angeles. This is CBS News.
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on WTOP, February 28th, 2024. Cloudy, rainy, and getting windy. We're at 60 degrees in Northwest D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our local, top local story this hour is our weather this evening. We are expecting intense rain and wind going to be coming in. Let's go live now to WTOP meteorologist Mike Stineford. Mike, when are things going to intensify for us? I'm going to pick it up right now across the northern suburbs, especially along and north of the Interstate 70 corridor and then into northern portions of Montgomery County. We're seeing some heavy rain right now associated with a front coming in. And this little squall line stretches southwestward across uh, the Warrenton area and all the way down into the Shenandoah Valley. So do watch out for some gusty winds and some heavy rain and reduced visibility, especially out the sun is set as this line comes in. The cold front now moving through the Shenandoah Valley. Winds now gusting to 36 miles an hour at uh, Hagerstown, also in Martinsburg. We just saw a wind gust of 32 miles an hour at Winchester. We could see wind gusts anywhere from 45 to 55 miles an hour over the next couple of hours as this front comes through, and that'll be enough to bring some trees and some power lines down. Already there's been some wind damage across some portions of western Maryland and eastern portions of West Virginia. And I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with your complete forecast. All right, Mike, thanks. 6.04 now on WTOP. There is a name change involving the Washington Commanders, not the team name, the name of the place where they currently play. FedEx Field is now Commander's Field, at least for the time being. This comes as the shipping giant FedEx says it wants its name taken down from the Landover Stadium. Our story from WTOP's Mike Marillo. The $205 million deal done in 1999 is ending as FedEx says it's taking the option to leave the deal two years early. The option coming with the sale of the team to the Josh Harris Group last year. It's roughly a $15 million loss for the team. That's a lot of money. But it's also a situation Matt Winkler, who teaches sports analytics and management at American University, says the team is probably prepared for. And he also believes there are interested sponsors waiting. There are some regional brands out there that I think would be interested. It's the NFL. It's the biggest eyeballs in the country, the richest league in the world. But he says finding the right one will be key and can take time. He expects only a short-term deal since the team is still deciding on its long-term home plans. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Well, now to another major development involving professional sports teams and where they play in our region. We are hearing from Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's office this afternoon following a Richmond Times-Dispatch report that the governor has been meeting privately with lawmakers to keep the proposed legislation for a $2 billion sports arena in Alexandria's Potomac Yard alive in the General Assembly. The paper says Yunkin has proposed a $322 million plan to bring toll relief to the Hampton Roads area using money from the proposed Alexandria Arena. Now, this latest move comes after Democratic Senator Louise Lucas, the head of the Senate Finance Committee, who was opposed to the arena deal, did not allow a hearing on the legislation to build the facility in Alexandria for the Caps and Wizards. A spokesman for Governor Youngkin tells WTOP this evening he remains opening, open, that is, to providing permanent toll relief for the tunnels between Portsmouth and Norfolk from that revenue created from the arena deal. The spokesman declined to comment on the private conversations or specific proposals. 606. It's been nearly 10 years since a metro train filled with smoke near La Femme Plaza. One person was killed and dozens of others got sick from the smoke. We are learning this evening that even after a decade, safety regulators say the rail system is still not doing enough to make sure its operators can handle that kind of emergency. 
The update from WTOP's Nick Ionelli. The independent agency that oversees safety on Metro says the rail system is not complying with its own rules for safety training. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission says some train operators have been listed as being certified even though they haven't done a required demonstration showing that they know how to use an environmental system shutoff device which can stop smoke from quickly entering a train during an emergency like what happened in 2015 during the deadly incident near L'Enfant Plaza. As a result, the Safety Commission is ordering Metro to do a number of things, including to identify which employees have not been properly certified and to develop a plan to ensure that certification requirements are not overlooked in the future. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. 607, a D.C. mother is taking matters into her own hands when it comes to keeping her kids safe as they walk to school. WTOP Scott Gelman tells us she's taking action because drivers in her neighborhood apparently ignore the crosswalks, and they've done so too many times. City leaders are paying attention, and they're working on some fixes. In the mornings, 11th and G Streets in southeast D.C. near Tyler Elementary School get backed up with commuters. I was almost hit last week helping a student across. There are crossing guards near the school, but parent Allison McGill says drivers aren't stopping at crosswalks without them. She's working with council member Charles Allen to make the area safer for kids walking to school. We've got crossing guards. We've got parents putting on vests and stepping out into traffic, and it's still incredibly dangerous. McGill is one of those parents. My husband got me extra insurance in case I get injured doing this. More police and a lower speed limit are possible, but Allen suspects it's more of an infrastructure issue. It's built for speed. It's built to move people in cars. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. New details about when Tesla's new sports car might be for sale. I'm Brendan Hazelton, 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Maryland, on the interloop of the Beltway, near Route 355, a slightly burned car in the response to it was blocking the left side. They're probably going to move out soon, though. Farther east, soggy and slow through Silver Spring. And with a steadier rain on the Beltway in Prince George's County, the heavens fall, but still we crawl down the inner and outer loop through College Park, Greenbelt, and Lanham. Another southbound crash reported on 270 in Gaithersburg. A few there today. This one's reported near Watkins Mill Road. Fire rescue sent, nothing found yet. Northbound, lots of slow traffic through Montgomery County, especially through the Rockville and Gaithersburg interchanges. No northbound mishaps. Bay Bridge, too wet and windy for two-way traffic. Eastbound, you'll hit the brakes just past St. Margaret's Road. Uh, in the district, still with late volume delays outbound on D.C. and Interstate 295. And for that matter, on 395, both ways near the wharf. Over in Virginia, southbound slow and separate wet stretches. Uh, past the Arlington and Alexandria exits. 66, last hour, had a crash near Nutley Street. That's out of the way. Some sluggish traffic there nonetheless, and also getting out of Centerville. Dulles Toll Road westbound. Some sluggish traffic in Reston, near Reston Parkway. Caller does confirm that activity remains along the far left side, mostly just affecting the HOV lane. And westbound from Lansdowne to Leesburg, still backed up on Route 7 with a crash beyond Belmont Ridge Road near the Goose Creek Bridge. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra Hyundai Ioniq or Toyota BC4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. 
Meteorologist. Well, no, no, it's WTOP Meteorologist Mike Stennifer. Wind advisory in effect until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Wind gusts over 55 miles an hour are possible, especially as we go into the evening hours. And into the evening, showers and thunderstorms as a strong cold front comes away. Some of these storms could be severe. Later tonight, showers will end behind the front. It's going to be quite windy, too. Winds may gust over 50 miles an hour at times. Overnight colder, our lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Lots of sunshine breezy on Thursday. Highs 45 to 50. Increasing clouds on Friday. Highs in the mid-50s. Mike Stennifer, WTOP News. And right now we're looking at 58 in Rockville, 59 in Ashburn, 60 in Fort Washington with plenty of rain and the winds picking up. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. To Brennan Hazelton. Some potentially exciting news for Tesla fans. As CEO Elon Musk says the company plans to start shipping its long-delayed new Roadster sports car at the end of next year. In a series of posts on X today, Musk says Tesla has finished the vehicle's design. He says the car will be capable of hitting 60 miles an hour in less than a second, which in his words is the least interesting part. News industry lawsuits are piling up for OpenAI, the company behind artificial intelligence-fueled chatbot ChatGPT. Digital outlets The Intercept, Raw Story, and Alternet sued OpenAI today, saying the company used their journalism without permission, credit, or payment. Not a good Wednesday on Wall Street. The Dow closed down 23. NASDAQ lost 88. That's a loss of one-half of 1%. S&P down 8 Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. At LMI, they're reimagining the path from insight to outcome at the new speed of possible. Discover what you can achieve at www.lmi.org. Coming up, the federal government now expected to stay open beyond late Friday night. We'll go in depth on the new temporary spending deal, 612. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood. Deborah Feinstein spoke with Nicholas Lilly, Senior Director of Innova Blood Donor Services, about what each of us can do to help make sure that need doesn't go unmet. Donating blood with Innova is important because of the local impact uh, that we have on the community. All of the blood products that are donated uh, with Innova stay within our area. We actually are the largest hospital-based blood center in the United States. The best thing you can do is become a regular blood donor. We ask for you guys to give us at least 60 minutes. And really during that time frame, we'll do a mini physical. So we'll check your blood pressure, pulse, temperature, and your hemoglobin level or iron level. Some that are afraid of needles may be concerned with some discomfort. One little pinch that you feel in that one moment is certainly small and very minuscule um, compared to what those patients on the other end are feeling before they're able to benefit from your volunteer donation. If you donate 10 a.m. today by 10 a.m. tomorrow, that blood product is labeled and ready to be shipped to a patient. How important is it to have a diverse donor base? We like to think that our donor population should reflect our patient population. Diverse donors sometimes have unique properties within their blood that has a positive impact on our diverse patient population. Local businesses, schools, organizations, How can they make a significant impact? We ask that you be willing to host a community blood drive. We would love to come to you. We currently partner with businesses, uh, religious organizations, government organizations, schools, community organizations. We will go anywhere because it's about making sure that 
we are as convenient as we can be for the community that we serve. If you'd like more information about donating blood, go to InnovaBlood.org or visit WTOP.com and search Top Health. Dad's doctor says it's time to focus on quality of life and comfort. I'm not sure where to start. I'm glad you called, Jessa. We can help. When you reach out to Jessa, our hospice nurse will meet you at home for an assessment that's completely covered by Medicare to create a comprehensive care plan so you can truly be present in the moments you and your loved one share. Medicare and most insurances cover hospice 100%. Contact Jessa at JSSA.org. Proudly serving Montgomery County. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 615, I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Thanks for joining us. Well, new this evening, it appears we will not have a government shutdown this weekend. Congressional leaders have now reached a deal on a short-term funding extension to keep the government funded. The goal is to buy time for members of Congress to hash out something more permanent. But, of course, uh, they still have to vote on it before we're out of the woods. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland joined us a little bit earlier as the news was breaking. This is the fourth time we've said this since September 30th, but there's been a temporary extension of the deadline to keep the government open. What congressional negotiators seem to have accomplished late this afternoon is they found some common ground on some of the lower level or less contentious spending issues, how to fund agriculture, transportation, housing, military construction. And because they've made some progress, they're going to punt the deadlines for a government shutdown from this Friday and next Friday to later in the month, till later in March, so they can get through the harder things like the contentious military funding and homeland security and things that may tie them up a little bit more in knots. So we have a reprieve, but it's a reprieve you can measure in days, not months or a year the way it's supposed to be. Scott, we remember that former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy got into big trouble with uh, some of his fellow Republicans over cutting these kinds of deals as House Speaker Mike Johnson's job in jeopardy as a result of this. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy didn't just get in trouble, right? You said it. He lost his job because of it. He was no longer the Speaker after cutting one of these deals with Democrats. This will be the third time Mike Johnson's done so. We'll see if he's running out of rope. Or if he's been extended more latitude because the margins are just so narrow. You know, at 7 p.m. here at the Capitol, they're swearing in a new Democrat from Long Island, Tom Swazi, who won that special election earlier this month. That means Republicans can only lose two or three votes from their party on anything. That's almost an untenable, if not invisible, majority to navigate. Scott, the other big news on the Hill today, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell says he'll leave the leadership post come November. What's going on here? Not a surprise, but kind of a surprise. He's the longest serving Republican Senate leader in history, and he is just a fixture around here where you know they're going to be naming rooms and wings of the building after him. He's a leader with potentially fewer followers, though. I mean, there is a group of Senate Republicans who are deeply devoted to all things Donald Trump. And Mitch McConnell is one of the more unequivocal unambiguous critics of Donald Trump at this point in time. And it was really telling yesterday. We talked about this, Anne. But after the White House meeting, House Speaker Mike Johnson walked out to the cameras without Mitch McConnell at his side, indicating there's a divide among Republican leaders. And it looks like Mitch McConnell is acknowledging that potentially this is the time for him to end his attempt to lead. 
And what about potential replacements? Uh, what's the early going here on that? It's so hard to measure, Sean, because, you know, are we going to be in a Donald Trump run world next year or a Joe Biden run world next year? That really could change the calculus. Among the contenders are the three Johns, John Thune of South Dakota, John Cornyn of Texas, John Barrasso of Wyoming. Until very recently, John Thune had not endorsed Donald Trump. John Barrasso was a devoted endorser of Donald Trump. So I think what happens in November is going to impact us in so many ways. And one of them is who's likely to be the Senate leader. That's CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. Top stories we're following for you right now on WTOP. Breaking news. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments over whether Donald Trump has immunity from federal prosecution in his January 6th related trial here in D.C. Veteran comedian Richard Lewis has died at 76. His material often featured his own life and his own neuroses. Stop saying FedEx Field. It is now known as Commander's Field. Full details in these stories in the minutes ahead. 618. Traffic and weather together on the 8th to the traffic center we go, Dave Dildine. On a sloppy track, at least on the interloop near Rockville Pike 355. The issue is clear. The lanes are open, but a rainy rush hour is going to drag on a little later into the evening. Beltway tra- uh, congestion sticks around farther around the interloop through Silver Spring. Still some brake lights on the outer loop and Greenbelt. And on the Virginia Beltway portions like the interloop heading north toward the Legion Bridge, outer loop heading southbound past Merrifield and from Eisenhower Avenue to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge farther around on the outer loop. 60 Eastbound still heavy near Boston. Westbound still slow. Nutley Street to 123 and 28 to 29 in Centerville. Dulles Toll Road westbound near Reston Parkway. The incident should be clear. Westbound Route 7, the backup in Lansdowne because of a crash about midway between Belmont Ridge Road and River Creek Parkway near Goose Creek. Uh, westbound on Route 7 still might have a lane blocked. 395 and 95, still some southbound slowdowns anywhere between the Potomac and Occoquan River. Inbound traffic still heavy at the 14th Street Bridge. And back over in Maryland, Brandywine southbound on 301. A crash reported near McKendry Road. Shop premium protein at Whole Foods Market. Save 25% on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs with prime through March 5th while supplies last. Shop in store or online term supply. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Well, back we go to Mike Steneford, WTOP meteorologist, as uh, we've got a tough few hours ahead as far as our weather is concerned. What do you have right now, sir? Uh, right now, moderate to heavy rain covering much of the area. Cold front now pushing through the Shenandoah Valley. And we're seeing wind gusts of 30 to 40 miles an hour across most of the I-81 corridor. Cold front getting ready to cross over the Blue Ridge and move into the western portions of our listening area. And as it does, the winds will really start to howl across the region. Wind advisor goes until 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Along and just behind the front, we could see wind gusts of 45 to 55 miles an hour. That could bring down some trees and power lines. And we're already seeing that there were some Reports earlier this afternoon of some widespread wind damage across portions of, of, of Garrett County in western Maryland. So showers will taper off and come to an end over the next couple of hours. With the big story is going to be the wind. It's going to be quite windy between about six about right now and about midnight. That's when the worst of the wind will be across the region. You can see wind gusts to 45 to 55 miles an hour. Showers will move out over the next couple of hours overnight, clearing, but it'll stay windy. Our lows upper 20s to mid 30s. Lots of sunshine, breezy and colder tomorrow. Highs 45 to 50. Increasing clouds, lighter winds and warmer temperatures by Friday with highs in the mid-50s. Stafford 65, Manassas 60, and Sean and Ann at 61 at Reagan National. Thanks, Mike. Brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Say goodbye to gutter cleaning forever with Gutter Helmet by Lednor Home Solutions. 888-5-HELMET. WTOP at 622. 
Microsoft now makes Azure OpenAI service available in our government cloud to help agencies accelerate, automate, and innovate on the most comprehensive and compliant cloud platform. Using the latest generative AI capabilities, Azure OpenAI Service for Government is optimized to unlock new insights from controlled, unclassified, and secure data for better user experiences and enhance national security. Learn how Azure OpenAI Service for Government Clouds drives real transformation at aka.ms slash fedai. Hi, this is George Wallace, and when it's time for home improvement, there's only one call that you need to make. And I've been telling you, pick up the phone, call Jessica Fingles at New Look Home Design. I need a new siding on my house. What do you think I did? And now could not be happier with the job that New Look did on my siding on my house. They came out, gave me an estimate and a 3D rendering of my home to try on the new siding. And right now, Jessica's offering... The biggest deal yet. 60% off of roofing, siding, and door materials. Plus, get a $1,500 manufacturer's rebate on roofing and siding materials. And if that's not enough, you can qualify for 12-month interest-free financing. And if you're a teacher, military, and first responder, or senior citizen, take an extra 5% off. And as another bonus, get a $100 Restaurant.com gift card just for mentioning my name when you call. Don't waste any more time, folks. Pick up the phone and call New Look Home Design, 800-279-5300, or visit newlookhomedesign.com. Did you know trading in your car at a dealer could cost you money? Research shows consumers who trade in their car pay an average of $990 more. So don't trade in, sell it to We Buy Any Car. Get your free online valuation now at We Buy Any Car. Research published in the Journal of Industrial Economics December 2015 showed buyers that trade in pay an average of $990 more than those who do not trade in their used cars. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 623. Three teenagers have been arrested and charged with last September's murder of a 16-year-old girl outside her Prince George's County High School. Ramon Richardson of Lanham and Cameron Anderson of Landover, both 18, and a 17-year-old from Lanham charged as an adult are accused of shooting to death Jada Medrano Moore of Greenbelt outside her school, Deval High School in Lanham. Several days after last year's killing, another 17-year-old boy had been arrested and charged with the girl's murder. Police say the girl was hit by gunfire when a fight broke out between two rival groups. Detectives believe Jada tried to intervene when she was shot. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Well, she released a hit song while in hospice care back in January. WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley tells us today, D.C. musician Kat Janice has died at the age of 31. Born in Virginia in 1993, Kat Janice was a beloved artist playing venues around the D.C. area when she was diagnosed with a rare cancer in early 2022. So she announced that her seven-year-old son, Lauren, would receive all proceeds from her new song, Dance You Out of My Head, released on January 19th. To her surprise, the song went viral, cracking the top 40 of Billboard's Hot Dance Electronic chart and currently having nearly 13 million streams on Spotify. Today, her family announced her death on Instagram by writing, quote, Kat saw her music go places she never expected and rests in the peace of knowing that she will continue to provide for her son through her music. This would not have been possible without all of you. Remembering Kat Janice, Jason Fraley, WTOP News. 
Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Let's check in with Rob Woodford. All right, as a guy who's resorted to hiding his report card from his dad once or twice, I understand why Washington isn't as proud of the latest NFL Players Association rankings for every team. The commander's dead last among the 32 teams for the second straight year, earning F-minuses in locker room, training room, and treatment of families. The two good grades they got... An A for strength coaches, which was fifth in the league, and a B 